Welcome to the Debit This, Credit That podcast with Wheeler Accountants, located in San Jose, California. In this podcast, we discuss how to solve accounting challenges in both your personal life and your business. We take an energetic, tech-savvy approach to solving accounting challenges that steal your focus and your time. Now, on to the show with your tech-savvy accounting experts, Matt Wheeler and Michael Bryant. Hello and welcome to episode number 17 with Matthew Wheeler. We're talking today about the five potential pitfalls of holding real estate in your IRA. So before we jump into those pitfalls, Matt, can you please give us kind of a brief overview on what the big problem is here? Yeah, I get clients fairly often, I was going to say all the time, but not all the time, who are looking to put their you know retirement dollars in their IRA or 401k to work you know, outside of the stock market. We have the market at all-time highs right now. Yields are pretty terrible on like savings or bonds or that kind of stuff. So real estate's often an attractive alternative mm-hmm. for investment. And they have this big chunk of liquidity or at least a decent-sized chunk of liquidity in their retirement account. And they read about how they can invest in real estate inside their IRA. And it can be very attractive at first, but there's definitely some pitfalls you need to watch out for. And avoid, make sure you follow the rules very carefully, because if you blow it with the IRA real estate investment, you're going to have big tax problems. So you got to follow the rules very carefully. And that's what this podcast is about, is talking about some of those pitfalls to avoid and what are some of the cons of investing in real estate in your IRA. So at least you're informed going in. Gotcha. Well, you kind of already answered who this affects, but what question should I ask myself if this does, if this is something I'm either considering or if it's something I've already done? There's a couple things you, you probably need to consider or ask yourself. You certainly want to know how much liquidity do you have in your IRA. One of the issues with investing in real estate in the IRA is you have to have enough liquidity to pay for everything for the real estate with the IRA funds. So you want to make sure you have plenty of liquidity in your IRA. Uh, additionally, experience managing real estate is really important as well and doing proper due diligence to pick the right property because, again, one of these rules is that you have to pay for everything with for the real estate investment with funds from inside the IRA. So if you buy something that's going to need a bunch of work, you can't just shove more money into your retirement account. You're limited to the annual contribution limits, and you can really get in trouble if you're not following some of those rules. So I think experience in real estate, knowing how much liquidity you have, those are probably two of the main questions you need to ask yourself before thinking about going down this path. Well, you just opened the door on why this is so scary and why this is so important, but uh, can you unpack that a little bit more? Yeah. The bottom line is that the IRS has big penalties for not using your IRA funds properly or, you know, mishandling of them, running afoul. They have these things called self or uh, like you know, self-dealing rules where you can't play around with your IRA funds and, and sell to disqualified people or buy from disqualified people, use use money from outside your IRA, blah, blah, blah. We'll go over those in a little bit. So okay. if you don't front if you don't Follow the rules carefully. The entire IRA can lose tax-exempt status. You can have a huge income hit when that happens, as well as potential penalties in, in multiple layers of that as well. So very scary stuff if you don't know what you're doing. Very important to follow the rules on this. So if I do follow the rules, what are some of the positives for having real estate in my IRA, though? Because there has to be something good about this, right? Yeah. And the, the big advantage is that just like any other investment in your IRA, the income is tax-deferred. So 
you're not taxed on any of the income in the IRA until you pull money out in the future. When you normally invest in stocks or real estate or whatever, you're taxed on the earnings every year. When you sell, you're taxed on the gains. And, you know, though that tax hit will eat into your return over time, whereas you're able to defer that entire tax hit until distribution, ideally in retirement, when you're investing in real estate or any, any investment in your IRA, really. So the biggest advantage is tax deferral on the income. Gotcha. All right. Well, let's dive into the five potential pitfalls of holding real estate in your IRA. Let's start with number one. What is the first thing that our listeners need to be paying attention to so they don't fall into these holes? So I mentioned a little bit earlier that you need to be aware of the self-dealing rules with the IRS. And there's some other other potential potential rules as well with it with the IRS regarding IRAs and investments in IRAs, what's allowed, what's not allowed. The self-dealing rules are basically put in place to prohibit the use of like retirement or tax-exempt funds for, I don't want to use the term nefarious purposes, but you're not really going along with the intent of the underlying investment. So you things that you can't do, basically, uh, you can't use the property personally. So if you're thinking you're going to invest in like a vacation home and use it a couple weeks a year with your IRA funds and then rent it out the rest of that time, that's a Big no-no. You can't pay for expenses of the property with non-IRA funds. And this is why liquidity is so important. If you buy a piece of property and max out on your purchase amount, and then you find out you got to put a new roof on Mm. or do some major like plumbing repair or something, and there's no funds in there, you're in a bad spot because you can't loan money to your IRA. You can't contribute more to your IRA other than the normal limits per year. And so now you're kind of stuck on what you can do. So you have to have enough funds to pay for all the expenses, everything else from the IRA. Other self-dealing rules, you can't buy property from yourself or like an entity you own. So you can't like sell a piece of property to your IRA from, you know, somewhere else that's related to you. You can't sell the property in the IRA to yourself and get it out of the IRA that way, you know, defer tax on the gain or something. You can't borrow money from your IRA. You can't lend money to your IRA. Those are some of the more common ones, but those hamper your ability to do a lot of stuff with with the real estate investment in the IRA. So you got to be careful before before going into it. Well, let's talk about and, being careful. So uh, if we're not careful and we make some of these careless mistakes, what, what are the consequences? There are excise taxes on self-dealing transactions the IRS can assess. Those can range from like 10, 15% to 100% of the amount of the transaction. Oh, so geez. you have a big penalty. And, you know, in a other worst case scenario, basically the entire IRA or all of the IRA that's invested in the real estate can be basically treated as distributed to you in income in that year. So now you have a big income tax hit mm. in the year. You kind of blew it. That's why you want to be really, really careful on this. So that was number one, beware of self-dealing and other IRS rules. What is the second potential pitfall? Another potential pitfall is that when you're getting distributions from your IRA in retirement, everything comes out as ordinary income. So what you're essentially doing by investing in real estate in your IRA is you're converting long-term gains into ordinary income. The same is true for stock investments, right? So that's why a lot of times your financial advisor, for instance, may suggest to you that you invest in like a dividend paying or income producing stock or like a bonds or something in your IRA because all that income is ordinary income anyway, and now it's tax deferred. But, you know, a lot of times with real estate over a long period of time, it's going to appreciate, especially here in California in the Bay Area, that never goes down, right? Hmm. So, uh, so you, uh, are you converting, you know, long-term capital gain at those tax rates into ordinary income. So, you know, I mean, other than depreciation recapture, where when, in rental real estate, 
you have to de- you know, recapture the depreciation you've taken. There's there's fixed tax rate for that. It's 25%, so it's not exactly ordinary income rate, nor is it long-term capital gain rate. But the, the pitfall is that you're converting long-term gains to ordinary income. So something to just be aware of in the investment. One of those things is a, a little bit of a negative on investing in real estate in the IRA versus holding it outside the IRA where there's already a bunch of favorable tax rules for investment in real estate just Mm. normally, and you can defer gains through like 1031 exchanges and that kind of stuff anyway. Mm. So you may not need to use IRA funds to invest in real estate. I try to shy people away from it, but if you're going to do it, you know, be aware you're losing that long-term tax, long-term capital gain tax advantage you're converting to ordinary income rate. All right. Number three has to do with debt. So how is this a potential pitfall? So one you usually need to go into these deals as an all-cash buyer with your IRA funds because most lenders won't even lend to an IRA. IRA is technically a trust. It's a tax-exempt trust for the benefit of you, know, you, the account owner, and then there's named beneficiaries. It has special tax status in the tax code that permits deferral of tax on income and everything else. But uh, most lenders don't want to lend to this tax-exempt entity where they have no recourse if the real estate, you know, goes goes south and decreases in value and all they can do is foreclose. They want someone to sign on as like a guarantor in the loan or something, which you can't do as a self-dealing thing. You'll blow it. You'll blow the IRA up if you sign on as like a guarantor on, on the loan. So hmm. for all intents and purposes, your ability to borrow money to buy real estate in an IRA is pretty limited or almost none. Now, I say that there are ways to do it. A lot of times... When you set up a self-directed IRA where you're investing in real estate, you'll end up forming an LLC, which owns the real estate. You can occasionally get a lender to, to lend on the property, especially if you have like a lot down, the loan-to-value ratio is not too high or something. But then you open up this door to something called UBTI. It's Unrelated Business Taxable Income. It's a concept that applies to tax-exempt entities like IRAs, and basically it for leveraged real estate for rental income from leveraged real estate, it's taxable under the UBTI rules at like corporate tax rates. So now you're paying tax on the income from the real estate, which kind of defeats the whole purpose mm-hmm. or a large part of the purpose of doing the investment in the real estate in the IRA. So you need to watch out for it. G- generally speaking, debt on real estate in an IRA, leveraged real estate's not going to be possible in a self-directed IRA or not, not smart to do, I guess. Well, I always hear that age 70 and a half is a pivotal year when it comes to pretty much anything that has to do with an IRA. How does that apply to real estate? This is the other one people do not think about before they go investing in real estate in an IRA, but then it becomes a big issue down the line. When you turn 70 and a half, you're required to start taking required minimum distributions from your IRA account or 401k or whatever. So, you know, usually that's uh, based on actuarial tables, how much you have to withdraw from the IRA every year. It's approximately four to five percent a year to start out with at the total value of the account. So you need to take this amount out as a distribution every year. Well, you know, in your normal IRA at Schwab or, you know, Ameritrade or Fidelity or whatever, you just take out some cash or sell some of the investments in there and, you know, take your required distribution. No big deal, right? But when you have real estate in your IRA and you don't have a lot of liquidity besides the real estate, it's you can't just sell 4 to 5% of a piece of your property <laughs> yeah. and distribute it, you know? So... Now you're in this problem where you may be forced to sell at a really bad time. And what if the market kind of dipped or something you don't want to sell or you're in an area where it takes a long time to find a buyer or, or whatever? Now you're now you're stuck. You may be taking some 
significant or material economic loss to make a sale happen mm-hmm. because you have to to do distribution or you don't take a distribution but then there's penalties of 50 percent of the amount of the distribution for not taking a required distribution mm. now the, the rmd rules apply across all of your iras and you can take it from just one IRA. So if you have one IRA that's a self-directed one that's invested in real estate, and then you have a couple other IRAs that invested in stocks and whatever else, you can just take your RMDs out of the other ones that have stock and cash and everything to begin with. That's fine. It's based on the whole value of all your IRAs, but you can just take it out of one of the accounts. But eventually, as the RMD amount grows every year as you get older, and basically the percentage of the account you need to withdraw gets higher, you're gonna, it's going to be a day of reckoning kind of thing where you have to do something. So you just need to be aware that there is like an end game with the real estate in the IRA. You're not going to be able to hold it forever, basically. You're gonna, probably going to have to sell it. And again, with those rules, you can't sell it yourself. Can't sell to like a related party, like a you know someone blood relation or something. So you try and get fancy. They've you know thought a bunch of these rules. So you know you, you need to, you need to be aware of seventy and a half thing and have an exit strategy for your real estate. You know probably well in advance of that, just so you're clear of all these problems. Gotcha. All right. So we've gotten through four of them. Number one was beware of self-dealing and other IRS rules. Number two, conversion of long-term gains into ordinary income. Three, debt on real estate. Four, the 70 and a half number. What is the number five potential pitfall? Fees. Fees on a self-directed IRA. Fees, fees, fees. Whenever you get complicated with any sort of financial, legal, tax strategy, it's going to cost you. You're going to pay me, you're going to pay attorney, going to pay the custodian, you're going to pay someone to make these things happen to make it worth your while. That's why you want to make sure that the numbers are big enough to justify the fees, because that really is just a cost that eats into your return is what we need to look at it like, right? So mm-hmm. you can't just open up a IRA with Fidelity or Schwab and then buy a piece of property. They don't hold title to that. They won't do that for you. You have to go to a specialized custodian that specializes in self-directed IRAs. There's several out there. You can Google it. We have some recommendations we can give to you and they'll help you walk through the process. It's not just real estate either. It's all kinds of like alternative investments where you want to hold them in your IRA. You need to have a specialized self-directed IRA to do it. So you go to these people, it's just going to cost you more money to do it. So you need to, again, be aware of it. If you're going to be buying small little properties and your margins are like kind of razor thin on your return and everything and not a lot, it's not a good candidate for your IRA, right? But if you have a lot of cash and liquidity available in your IRA and you can buy a big apartment building where you're going to have huge cash flow for a while and that kind of stuff, that could be a good option for your self-directed IRA, right? But just be aware that the fees of having a self-directed IRA are going to eat into your return a little bit. So you need to watch out for that. Gotcha. All right. So we just went through all five of the potential pitfalls. What else does everybody need to know about this to protect themselves and make sure they're not making these mistakes? Well, I mean, we went through five pitfalls. There's a few more. There's also advantages. We didn't go over everything today, obviously. I just wanted to kind of scratch the surface on this concept, mm-hmm. uh, wet people's appetite, basically. But you just need to be aware that there's a lot of rules around this. Got to pay attention. Got to make sure it's the right thing for you. Be aware of some of these pitfalls that you're going to deal with, you know, and um, follow the rules. So do your due diligence. Do some homework. Go read up on the do's and don'ts of investing with IRA funds and real estate. There's a lot of articles out there just on Google where you can find and and read about all the basics. And then set up an appointment with one of us here at Wheeler to discuss in a little more detail and make sure it's the right strategy before you go into it. Fantastic. I would love to do a podcast later down the road on some of the advantages of real estate or alternative investments in an IRA. That would be really interesting. And I think our audience would, would really love that. But thank you, Matt, for your thought leadership today. 
You're welcome. All right. Thank you, this, Matt. This was episode 17, Potential Pitfalls of Holding Real Estate in Your IRA with the managing partner of Wheeler Accountants, Matt Wheeler. Have a great day. We'll talk to you soon.